Well, football is out. Baseball is in. Spring training is getting closer and closer. Not a lot of Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady conversation going to happen today, but a lot of Curtis Mead, Isaac Paredes, Yanni Diaz at first base. Aranda, let's get started right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we're the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure to check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked On Rays. You can also find us on X and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And you can email us anytime, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Pitchers and catchers report this week. Workouts begin at Charlotte Sports Park this week as well. It is basically here. Uh, spring training season, baseball season, and all that. And with that, we figured... Let's do some positional previews going around the diamond and discussing, breaking down, looking at who are the candidates for playing time for each respective position. Um, And that's what we're going to do today, starting with first baseman. That's right. Um, I think it should be a, a fun way to kind of preview spring training uh, to do like a series on all these competitions. Cause there are names that are solid. Uh, you know, I, I'm pretty sure Randy Rosarena is a solid guy that is going to see us. Uh, it's going to see a lot of playing time. But there are some competitions in spring training, not only because of guys trying to make their way into the majors, but also because if a big trade happens, then it could shift the roles of some players that are already in the 26 man. Right. That's fair. So let's uh, get right into it. Um, here uh the candidates for first base i have three three primary candidates and ulysses if you disagree with me let me know uh i have of course one yandy diaz who mlb network has ranked as the number five first baseman in the league uh sandwiched between uh, paul goldschmidt and pete alonzo pretty good company to be a part of there and then Uh, I'm sure we'll get into this a little bit later on, uh, the playing time aspect, but more or less fighting for the scraps, if you will, of that position, Isak Paredes and Jonathan Aranda. I think that's solid. I think that's that's solid. I think those are the the main three. I would sneak in a Curtis Mead. Okay, so Curtis Mead is not your dark horse candidate. He is going to be listed as a primary candidate for you. So four candidates to get action at first base over the course of 2024. Fair, or are you fair going enough. to flip-flop Curtis Mead with a Jonathan Aranda? No, no. I, th- I, th- I th- Okay. Then if we're doing it that way, then yeah, that, that would be my dark horse pick would be Car- Curtis Mead. But I just feel like when – by the way, well, let's, 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 let's establish a, a standard here. Okay. Um, this is – pending a Harold Ramirez trade because I feel like if we don't go from that point in time, then this conversation is all in, in incredibly hypotheticals. Cause then it would just, 
those guys are not getting at bats if Harold Ramirez is on the is on the roster. So I feel like if Harold Ramirez is on the roster, he takes a lot of the DH at bats and maybe a handful of action at first base as well. He did play six games at first base in 2023. Exactly. So we have to, I think, start with that premise of if Harold Ramirez is traded, this is what we think is going to happen. So if that's what's going to 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 happen, then Yanni Diaz, Jonathan Aranda, and Isak Paredes are going to get the bulk. You're correct. Okay. On a scale of one to ten, what are the odds of Harold Ramirez being traded in the next several weeks? One, one being no, he a hundred percent will be with the Rays. Ten being yeah, the the minute that he wins his arbitration case, that he's he's a goner. I mean, every moment that passes by, the the odds just get you know smaller and smaller. So I I think the fact that it's February twelfth, yeah, uh, and very early in the morning, and it hasn't happened yet, I'm gonna go with a. I'm going to go with a four. Four. So almost right in the middle, but more he's, likely to to stick around. I think he's more likely to stick around. Like, I mean, yeah. can can trades happen? Of course, but you got to, it's got to happen. And, and I don't think the Rays really want to get nothing for Hale Ramirez. Like, right. this guy is a master of left-handed pitching. Like, you, this is a positive guy to have in your clubhouse. Like, this is an asset. So the problem with the race is that you guys have so many players that are ready to make that jump, to make that right. leap to the major league roster that he's kind of blocking them. But this is if the race didn't have that issue, he, we would all be happy with Harold Ramirez getting some playing time. Yes, that is fair. On the other side of the coin, which we'll get into a little bit, is you do have myriad young players like Jonathan Aranda, like Curtis Mead who are knocking at the door and yeah, you can keep them in triple a, I suppose, but what more else is there to prove there at some point you got to get them action and get them reps. And if a uh, Harold Ramirez is holding them back and you don't see Harold Ramirez as a long-term answer, then maybe this is the year. This is the time to move that guy and see what you have in Mead and Aranda respectively. So uh, it'll be an interesting uh, discussion and, um, what may or may not happen. I'll say this, maybe that the Rays kind of hold on to him a little bit and wait to see if there's some movement with additional free agent signings over the course of spring training, or if um, a player gets injured or something with another organization, that might be the time to pull the trigger and make the trade there. I don't think they're necessarily in a rush to move them, but um, you know, they might be somewhat, somewhat actively shopping him around or definitely listening to any, in all offers there. So yeah, um, yeah, that might be actually what, what's going to happen. They might just have to hold them until they, they can pull the trigger. And when you mention injuries, it's not only like, Oh, the, the Rockies need a guy or the Dodgers need a guy. Like it could also be like, Ooh, player X from our team just got yeah. hurt and he's going to miss six weeks. Like, and we just traded Harold Ramirez. Damn. Right. Like, yeah, maybe they want to wait until they get into late March before making that determination there. That That is very, very possible. Yeah. Injuries do happen all the time and in spring training as well. Uh, we have more to discuss on this for sure. But first, we have to tell you this. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins bet on all your favorite nba players with teams and teams with quick bets live same game parlays 
exclusive props, and so, so, so much more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and shoot your shot today. I'll repeat it again. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn is the place to go. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Now, as far as the percentage played and how the playing time will be distributed across this position mm-hmm. um just for context purposes yandy diaz played in 2023 118 games at the position isak perez uh, isak perez played 25 games at the position jonathan aranda played 12 games at the position and we should note this little wild card thrown out luke rayleigh played 35 games at the position last year he was traded up so that could open up some more opportunities for Aranda, Paredes, and or somebody else. And we also have to keep this in mind with Yandi on an average year or a year where he's semi-healthy. Max, you are probably going to get from him is 134 to 137 games played in a season. Um, and you could basically take 20 of those games out for DH purposes. So there's there's some playing time to be at here. You know, I, I would say Yandy Diaz, the the bulk, you know, 75, 80% of the action, and then um you infill it from there with uh, other candidates. I feel like the um, the conversation has to start with Yandy. Like, how healthy are you? Do you do you um, obviously players like playing more than just being DH? Like that's just normal. Right. They they want to be on the field. But if if Yandi can make that transition of like to, to the DH spot without that much of an issue and, and keep this, his production up and keep him healthy and keep him in the lineup, then let's say you're opening up from those 118 games that he played. Let's say something drastic. Let's say that uh, half of those games are only played now in first base. So you go from 118. So let's just do 120. So now he plays 60 games at first base. And then the other half uh, he plays in as a DH, then gets rest or whatever. You're opening like a ton of opportunities. And you said Luke Grayley uh, as a lefty. I mean, as a against right-handed pitching, I know Aranda hasn't done much, but he's the guy there. Um, 247 average, a 107 WRC plus against right-handed pitching. He should be taking most of the at bats against against right handed pitching at first base. Either you move Yandi to uh, DH, or maybe Yandi has an off day. But that should be the move there if you want to get Jonathan Aranda uh, at bats. Is it would be against right handed pitching, and that's a chunk, Kev. Like you know, that's the larger side of the platoon. So he's going to get a lot of opportunities to see if if he's able to translate those amazing numbers, offensive numbers from the minors to the majors with an actual opportunity. And the question also has to be, is he up for the role defensively as well? Because there also has to be something to that where it's not just you're, you're sticking the most unathletic guy at first base. Again, when a lefty's up to bat first base is basically the hot corner. Can you field ground balls to the fair side? Can you, make sure that the second baseman shortstop and third baseman are comfortable and confident in making their throws. And they don't have to think that extra half second or second um, to make sure it's totally completely accurate. 
at the chest. You just want them to come up firing and that you're going to snag that ball, whether it's a high, low, left, right, short hop, long hop, whatever it is. So there, I would imagine, have to be a lot of work in spring training to kind of see where he's at at the position. Definitely. I, you know, maybe I'm, I'm a bit of a, <laughs> of a, uh, this is might be a bit of a boomer take, but you know, if you look at Jiman Choi, we all love Jiman Choi. Splits. But, but exactly. But if we go back to the conversation late 2018 and early 2019, when it seemed like, oh, Jiman Choi is going to win the, the spot at first base. Nobody was happy about that. Everybody right. was like, oh man, the, can he field it? Now, we all ended up really liking what Choi did at first, but the defensive metrics are not very kind to him at first base. They're really not. The def- defensive war is not really there being happy with G-Man Choi yeah. at, at, at first base. So there has to be that. I feel like if the Rays were able to put a guy that had not great metrics at first base, but raked, if Jonathan Aranda rakes more than Choi, I think they would be more than happy to stick him at first base because, you know, with second or third, it, it could get even more problematic. Like the offensive output would have to be larger because of the yeah. error um, situation being larger in those positions than in first base. So I understand that you need to pick it. I need to that, that you need to be a big target. So big guys usually uh, would do well. You If you have long extremities, you, you do even better. But unless you're Jose Martinez, (laughs) unless you're Jose Martinez, that's just then you're just not going to catch anything uh, unless it's like right in your chest. Uh, But I I feel like defensive defensive uh, prowess matters at first base. Of course it does. But after seeing Dima Choi there for three, four years and having bad defensive metrics, maybe it's not that important to them. Yeah. Say that Yandy Diaz is it's a lunar eclipse and he's healthy for 160 games, 155 games. How many games, if you're Kevin Cash, would you put him at first base versus DH? That that's that's the conversation, right? In the beginning, like how comfortable are you? And then let, let's let's just try you at DH. Yeah. Like, and if you're still hitting 300, you're 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 driving in runs, you're getting on base, 400 clip, OPS over 800. Bro, what yeah. I mean, let's keep you healthy. Like, let's keep you in a position where you don't have to uh, dive uh, on, on the hard turf or, 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 yeah. or the ground, uh, you know. But maybe he likes the action at first base to keep him engaged in the game. I would yeah. just like um, that's the conversation, know, conversation that needs to with just like a conversation with Zach Eflin of how do you feel about a six man rotation? And if he's like, nah, not really feeling it, then yes. maybe you move off of it. Whereas with Yandi, or similarly with Yandi, if you say, hey, how do you feel about DHing twice a week or um, more uh, these next couple of weeks or, or just more in general? And he's like, no, I, I like playing first base. Then you, you allow your um, MVP voting player, uh, vote getter, um, I, whatever you can do to make him happy and content and satisfied. I wouldn't do anything um, to to hurt Yandi just to open up at bats and playing time for Jonathan Aranda. A hundred percent. And, and, and I, and I love the Zach Eflin comp. That's exactly the kind of conversation that needs to happen. Like he's your guy. So you're going to have to yeah. talk to him and be like, Hey, how comfortable are you in the DH spot? And if he says yes, uh, 
then that that could really open up some very interesting options because yeah. you have the the possibility of okay against left hand against right handed pitching we go to Jonathan Aranda at first base um, that way we can move Yandy to DH and if that's not the case if it's a um, let's say if it's a lefty a lefty on the mound either you have Yandy at first or hey it's a rest day or hey it's a DH day for Yandy then you put Isak at first and then now you open a third base position for right. is Caminero on the lineup is uh Taylor Walls coming back so he's at shortstop and then you can move Caballero at third base is uh Curtis Mead the option because Caminero is in the in the minor still getting seasoned so Curtis Mead is, is on, on the roster so you can open third base for him like Yandy Diaz being an effective offensive production guy in the lineup right. as a DH can really do wonders for what you can do with the corners. Oh, for sure. And um, we haven't really mentioned him much, but Isak Paredes did play 25 games at first base in 2023. If I had to guess, I would think that the Rays probably want to more so focus him at second base and third base. Um, Just like in with Yandy Diaz, he played six games at third base last year. I think that'll probably be zero or one or two. I think yeah. this is the year where Yandy's more or less done with third base. And then it's, it's a first base DH conversation for him. So that also has to be factored into the equation because um, you want to uh, not take a hit defensively and still give Isak Perez as many opportunities as possible offensively as well. I think that's a, yeah. a big contributing factor to all this. And we said in his player review for Isak, that although he wasn't awful at third base, it wasn't like he was lighting up the defensive metrics. You know, he was like yeah. right in the middle. Um, so could you get away with maybe improving his metrics if he's at second base, if he's at first base? Again, like you, you could look at uh, at this so many options. If you if you free the two again, the two big questions is Harold Ramirez traded or not, and then that yeah. opens up a whole big thing. And then if Yanni Diaz can be a as good a hitter during uh being a dh than at first base it opens up the floodgates man because now you can do so much and i don't know is this you think going to be is this something you can do during spring training because during spring training it's so lackadaisical like you guys get your two at bats and then you're gone like can you really take spring training and be, hey, uh, Yandy, we're just going to like DH you for the next two weeks. And that's it. That's all you're going to do. Like, can you really do that in, 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 to prepare somebody for that role like that? Maybe. I mean, I, I would think this is the year to really kind of toy with things and, and see what works, see what doesn't. And, and really give, um, you know, maybe a longer leash to Jonathan Aranda, at least getting some some reps in action at the at the position. Maybe it's getting there earlier for practice, staying later uh, after games for, for getting more reps there to kind of see where he's at and then making a, a decision from there. So again, I'm, I'm all about asking, Hey, Yandi, what are you comfortable? What is yeah. something that's, you know, too far out there where you're not really with that, or can you work with us on this thing versus that thing? I think um, getting his input uh, will be key uh, going forward. Um, we have, in addition to these uh, three main candidates there are a dark horse candidate or candidates out there we'll get to those but first Ulysses we have to tell the audience about something important that's right just like we are talking about what can make the first base competition even better well guess what you can make your car better 
with eBay Motors. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. eBay Motor has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Or guess what? Your money back. That'd be great if uh, the first best competition worked like that. Hey, you're not really giving me a lot of production, so let's get, take those let's take those games back. Um, with eBay Motors, you're rub, you're burning a rubber, not cash, and you can keep your ride alive at eBayMotors.com. You can just keep your car into the MVP that you want and deserve in your garage. So again, go to eBayMotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusion supply, eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Okay, as far as dark horse candidates for the position, I have two. Curtis Mead, Austin Shenton. Ooh, you you have been on an Austin Shenton train. I feel like yeah. if Austin Shenton makes a splash... I think people should 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 give you props for that. In fact, maybe he, we should reach reach out yeah. and have him on the show. Yeah, we might have to do that. Um, the Rays did, and maybe this was in part to other guys as well. They traded Kyle Manzardo for a reason. There was too much of a glut anyway. There were a lot of guys, and maybe they wanted to say, "Hey, we're we're comfortable uh, deep into the depth chart with uh, giving Austin Shinton an opportunity." And just like. Um, just like Jonathan Aranda, there's really not much more he can do or prove at the AAA level. He slugged 600 and had a 1.0 OPS. I know there's been some injury issues over the course of his career, but based on last year, he's pretty much ready. He's 25, 26 years old as well. And um, I mean, kind of a nick on him, their scouting reports say there's really not another position suited for him based on yeah. his uh, heavy stiff nature so i would give a nod to him also just added to the 40-man roster so the rays like a little something something about his uh, gameplay there and then curtis mead too um i think that uh there's other better defensive candidates at uh second and third although um that's where he spent a lot of his time and um I know that Meade doesn't really have the strongest arm and he's six foot two, six foot three, good size. So maybe that's something that you can work him in as, Hey, let's, let's try you in left field. Let's try you in first base. See what, see what really sticks for you. So that's what I, I think. Got. I think with Curtis Mead, the, the bad, they know that it'll play if given the opportunity, they know that yeah. it'll play. It's just, where can we stick you with the glove? In, in the minors that again, when we had him on the show last he said third base, second base, first base. That's the order where he feels most comfortable and where he has played the most, which makes mm-hmm. sense. Where you play the most, you're going to feel more comfortable. So he ple- he feels more comfortable third, then second, and then at first. Uh, but the the Topkin article, by the way, that came out last week, did mention something very interesting. Uh, said something about uh, shortstop. Maybe try mm. him. There apparently Isak didn't like uh shortstop, even though he did play it for a game last year. He didn't really like it, but that Curtis Mead could be an option there. And when you look at the roster, dude, um, and, and after Caballero, like let's focus in on opening day. We know Taylor Wallace is not going to be there. The the, the fact is that 
Meade could be a, a solution there because you're not going to stick around to there and you're not going to, uh, man, you could, you could do a Ronda, but I mean, if you're already not trusting him in second base, why yeah. would you trust him with shortstop? I guess so, some of this stuff depends on the shifts and how you, you shift guys around as well. But I would, I don't think Aranda's not a shortstop. That's just, that's just he's not. No, I don't, I don't see it. So then Mead is kind of like the guy left standing. Now, a lot of people are now clamoring, of course, on the, on the keyboard saying, Oslavis Basabe. How about Oslavis Basabe? Right. But I think you need a little bit more bats in the lineup and Mead can give you that. So if he's available in the roster, then first base would be a, an option where he could yeah. see some at bats when Yandi gets a rest day. Um, when Yandi is a DH, he can be there. Or guess what? Hey, Yandi, you take first base. Curtis, me, you take DH. Yeah. Like it's, it's it's not great to have a young player come up and just be a DH. That's not suitable. That's not perfect. You know, best case scenario. But if the bats are there, why not? Yeah. And we'll have, we'll have to save all that for the the shortstop positional preview episode. But um, in addition to thinking about the shifts, also the type of pitcher that you have on the mound as well. Is it a guy who just strikes out everybody? Is it a guy who um, creates a lot of fly balls versus a guy who's, you know, there's going to be a lot of hard ground balls coming to you. Are you going to be ready and prepared for that? I think all that has to be taken into the equation in the math um, on whether you're going to start Curtis Mead or, or give Curtis Mead some playing time at that position. And again, some of this isn't necessarily about a guy. Uh, he starts the game at short or first and ends the game at short first. There's a lot right. of substitutions that we have to consider and think about it as, as well. You know, maybe Yandy Diaz plays six, seven innings at first base. And then Jonathan Aranda gets subbed in um, to that position. And, and Yandy goes in DHs for the last couple innings, whatever it may be. So uh, those are some of the dark horse candidates, uh, real, real, real dark horse candidate. Uh, Isak, not Paredes, but Xavier, Isaac, uh, scale of one to 10 that he gets an at bat in the majors this year. 10 Zero. being yes, he will. One being absolutely not. Zero. There is okay. no chance. No, like, like our friend, a friend of the pod, uh, David Sampson would say no chance toilet pants. Yeah. It ain't happening. Yeah. As much as he looked uh, great and able just turned 20 years old, there's still a lot to be developed yeah. with him, but he's going to you? be, you, uh, I think, an exciting how, guy. What so. would, yeah, of course. Uh, what would you uh, also rate that one to ten? Uh, yeah, one. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's just he's just too far away, and there's a lot of options. Like you, you just said it, you know, a few minutes ago with the Colomanzardo trade. If they're yeah. if they were willing to get uh, to to ship off Kyle, they knew this was happening. Like they knew the depth. Like they knew they have Diaz, Aranda, Paredes. You know. Curtis Mead as an option. And 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 then there's more guys like Shenton, Edwards, uh, in triple A. So they've got plenty of options. I just it would be, I think something catastrophic would have to happen for Xavier to get an at bat in 2024. Okay, so we we've talked about in uh first base history with the Rays organization, Yandi Diaz, of course, uh G Man Choi. Can you name five other or the five other primary opening day first baseman in Ray's history. So going back to Case, uh, Casey Kochman. Correct. One year. Yeah. Carlos Pena. Yep. Five years. Kelly Johnson. Uh, he is not on this list, but good oh, guess. Okay. 
James Loney. Correct. Three years. And who am I missing? Am I missing like some Brad Miller type guy? In a way. Logan Morrison? Logan Morrison. And there's one guy who had a lot of hype and was supposed to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. And I believe he was involved in a Yandi Diaz transaction. Oh, Jake Bowers. Jake Bowers. Yep. Those are <sighs> the uh, other guys there. Man. So. Like this. Okay. Just to wrap it up. Guys. It's very awesome to like get hyped up about names and all that. And oh, this guy and this guy and this guy. You have to also keep your 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 feet on the ground and just remember stuff like Jake Bowers. Yeah. Like that he was going to be the next thing, man. And right. we were going to have him and Willie Adamas just right in right into the sunset with with a couple championships and it didn't happen. Yeah. So just remember why that we, when you Yeah, why should we be thinking about the next best thing when we have Yandi Diaz on the roster? Let, <laughs> let's enjoy true. the moment there. Let's enjoy and, and let's hope he, he look, I just want him to be healthy. If he is able to, again, play 130, 140 games, that's a W. The production will be there. However, it splits up between first base and DH. Hopefully, it's 50-50 so he can get the rest that he needs, and then it opens up possibilities. I think we both now have basically stated Jonathan Aranda is the greatest beneficiary if Yandi is if Harold is traded and if Yandi is able to transition 50% of the time or, or some chunk of the time to the DH role. Yes, uh, assuming that Isaac Paredes gets plenty of work at other positions for sure. All right, yeah. uh, hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you tomorrow.